0: Ian Collins wants a word.
1: Powered by Mitsubishi. Get out when the rest are snowed in. Oh, it's a bit of hate just waiting around, really. Ken Bruce takes forever. What's up with the man? Get on with it.
0: Ian Collins wants a word.
1: Hey, here it is. It's, what, well, show three. of Ian Collins wants a word. And life could not be sweeter. It all seems to have gone swimmingly. Downloads are up. The mood of the nation has been lifted, which is great news for David Cameron's happiness index. Whatever the hell that is. Talk sport have taken a dent in advertising revenue. And Chris Moyles is sweating like Peter Andre in a spelling competition. Happy days. As always, we proffer the premium service in pod-based entertainment, giving you some of this... Oh, look, it's the correct answer. Oh, yes. A drop of this... This is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, yes, that was Ian Lee. He's in with us later. And we'd be failing massively if we didn't lob in some of this. What's E.T. short for? And despite your letters of protest... Ofcom can't help you now, kids. Exec producer Sideshow Kevin is back. Just Kev is All fine. Right, okay. Kevin is what my mother calls me when she's mad with me. Not that I live at home. Have you got this week's questions, Kevin? Kev. Kev.
0: For Paul S in Cardiff, now that you do a
1: podcast, can you swear? Well, you can't say... Oh, that was good. Apparently, that is the the new profanity soft. I like that. Even on a podcast,
0: you have to have some standards. Decorum. Yeah, kids might be listening.
1: Well, let's try that again. So if I say... Oh there it is. Oh I like that. So I get do I get a different like noise for I think it really depends on what you say. (coughs) Oh that's good, I like that. I can have hours of fun with (coughs) this. Chomping (coughs) bag. That's amazing. That worked quite well. That works very well, does not it? That works a trick. Isn't technology amazing? I love it, I love it. Move
0: on. Uh, From Zach via the medium of Twitter. Okay. Any chance of getting Carol McGiffin and Grace Dent in the studio together? That would be awesome. Some kind of lesbo
1: fantasy going on there?
0: I really don't want to think about it. Does he think I haven't tried? From Max, what do you think of the
1: England manager debacle? Uh, The England manager debacle? It's just nonsense. Last week... Now, hang on a second. Even if you're not into football, was that just a set of events just too serendipitous... For serendipity. Harry Redknapp is not a tax defrauder. No. Okay, he's, he's not, because no. he was he was cleared of that. And then, like, a couple of hours later, after the jury down at Southwark Crown Court... Have you seen Southwark Crown Court? I have, yeah. It's essentially a marquee. <laughs> the jury down there, they say he's not guilty. So off he walks. And then, like, a couple of hours later, Fabio says, I'm, I'm quitting the England job. And that just seems ridiculous. And I've said this time and time again, how often can the country of England get really, really excited about who they think it should be? They say, well, I think it should be Kevin Keegan. And everyone's suddenly there's petitions and the newspapers are going mad. and folk are mad. Oh, it's got to be El Tell, isn't it? El Tell. Terry VZ to salt the earth, El Tell. Tell should do it. Tell would be brilliant. Let's get Tell on the case. And then he comes up and that doesn't quite work. And then somebody says, oh, what about that guy Sven? You know, apparently he's very methodical. He's very quiet, but he's definitely the one for us. And then he comes along and that doesn't work. And then there's Fabio. You know, We think he's got a bit of a CV of win under his belt. Maybe he'll be good and he looks very serious and he doesn't speak English which just adds to the mystery, the old rubbery face buffoon. Maybe he could do it. And that does it. It doesn't matter who does it. Get Chris Hewn to do it if you like. At least he knows who the penalty taker should be. Move on. From Can I just say Chris Hewn <laughs> denies all knowledge of any kind of offence and pleads not guilty. From Dave in Blackpool on Twitter, what do you really think of Chris Moyles? Chris Moyles, honest opinion. I think he's a... <laughs> Anna, a bit of a... <laughs> Anna, but mostly alright.
0: Philippa, via Twitter, she says, Hi, Ian, can I listen on my 1996 Nokia 9000 communicator?
1: Yeah, it's brilliant on that. In fact, you pick it up best of all. In fact, it's our partner of choice for the podcast. Not as good as the BT Jet. <laughs> Is this true? You know who made the first mobile phone call? Was it Ernie Wise? Yeah, or or Eric Malcolm? one of the two.
0: I think it was Ernie Wise. In
1: Blackpool? I think Eric was dead at that point. I think he was. Ernie Wise in Blackpool, I yeah. think, did it. But who did he bring? Do you know who used
0: the first cash point? You probably do. Benny Hill. Reg Varney. Stop it. It was Reg Varney. It was. It was. Stop. He took out a fiver. Do
1: you know where the first KFC was? Go on. Kentucky.
0: (sighs) Lisa T (laughs) in Aberdeen on Twitter.
1: This is why you don't pay for these downloads, everybody. Are you a fan of the Coalition? I love the Coalition. Oh, God. (laughs) Of course I'm not a fan of the Coalition. No, look, I don't see them as a government. They're kind of like a management company that have come in to look after it until... The Next government arrives, so you're only getting bits of got bits of Lib Dem stuff and bits of Tory stuff. What I do find really fascinating is that parliamentarian and politician, not just of the year but of the last 100 years, has to be Nick Clegg. I mean, I, I don't get this guy's getting it right in the ear roll at every level. You know, he's somehow a ridiculous figure. Why? He's got 57 MPs, he's got 75% of his manifesto into government, unheard of as a proportion of of the amount of representation the Lib Dems have absolutely unheard of. He had to swallow his whats it when it came to the student fees. And if that whole stunt hadn't been so darn public beforehand with the signing of the pledge, then folk would have forgotten it. It's not even... In fact, to the average person, I don't think a student fees pledge is the most important thing. If I don't think you could charge students enough, frankly. I mean, let's double, double it at 18 grand. I'm happy with that. So, yeah, I think Nick, Nick Clegg is your man. La- Labour hate him... Because they see him as propping up the wicked Tories, which is just lunacy because they'd have happily gone into bed with the bloke. Nick Clegg is essentially the political version of Paul Daniels. <laughs> Are you done? I think so. Uh, you can actually call this show. Oh. You can, well, we've got like a, a Victorian answer machine. <laughs> Come on. Runs on gas, this thing's brilliant. I've told you about podcast budgets. It's called Voicemail Roulette. The voicemail roulette number, the hotline if you like, is 07789 1832 62. And if you ring that now, you just leave a rant or a message or a question or anything at all. We'll be doing that in just a bit. And of course, questions and stuff on Twitter at IanCollinsUK. Ah! And here it is. It is back. You know the score. These are those technically irrelevant areas of life that give you the chronic ache. In the grander scale of things, they don't actually matter. They're not really important. They're not deal-breakers. Nobody dies, but nonetheless, without a scintilla of a doubt, they totally do your nutting. They hurt your head. They send your brain into a whirlwind of irrational doom. They are random acts of irrational annoyance. Are you ready for these, Kev? Oh, yeah. Can I actually start off with... I I did touch on this one last week. I want to nominate the, uh, the bozo in the petrol station. Who always wants to sell me a bag of donuts mm-hmm. on a daily basis? Doesn't matter what time of the morning it is. Would you like a bag of donuts, please? And would you like a family-sized bar of Dairy Milk? I'm not Vanessa Feltz, but nonetheless, I don't want to buy petrol without the interference of somebody trying to sell me 5,000 calories in a bag. This week, it's been brilliant. Would you like a chocolate bunny? They said. <laughs> said would you like a chocolate? I said. Do I look like the kind of man that wants a chocolate? Bunny? Which, by the way, does sound like something that's on the menu of an Islington steam room somewhere. <laughs> Just below the licorice pipe. (laughs) She said the two for a pound, chocolate bunny. What about chocolate bunny? More to the point, why are
0: you buying petrol every day?
1: Yeah, but I go in there every day. I do my shopping in. And that's a stupid thing to do. But I do it in there anyway. Uh, So there, yes, please, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Donuts, I don't want. One guy who knows what I do for a living, every time I go in the same petrol station, he shouts across. It doesn't matter... How many people are in there? He always shouts across. What's the news? <laughs> What's the... right? Okay. Well, I Did say. Do you it's think all you're Nicholas
0: Witchell or something?
1: He shouts. He then says, "He's on the television," right. and everybody looks around, expecting to see Ken Barlow, <laughs> and they just see some bloke who they don't know who he is. What the hell's going on here? You're going to have to start wearing a baseball
0: cap oh. and a trench coat. To yeah, yeah trench just coat.
1: to avoid the man on till number four in yeah. the petrol station. Kev.
0: Yes. Oh, you... yeah. That. I thought you'd forgotten for a have second. You got one. I do. You are. Cheryl Cole, shoe designer. I was watching the television of an evening. Shoe designer. I see Cheryl Cole striding towards me with shoes on saying, I love shoes, me, or words to that effect. So I love them so much I'm designing some for this website. What qualifications does this woman have to design shoes? And more to the point, the whole culture of celebrities designing clothes and perfumes and things is just ridiculous.
1: What was that gag as kids about your shoe size and your mental age?
0: Something like that. I think
1: we've reignited that one with...
0: But would you really want to wear... I mean, I know know about your predilection for ladies' shoes, but... (laughs) Would you really want to wear shoes that have been designed by someone who doesn't actually design shoes for a living?
1: Well, would you you want to wear... What if they've been worn by Cheryl, you see? Maybe it's Cheryl. Maybe she's flogging, like they do in places, some vending machines sell stuff. Maybe it's...
0: I, I think it has to end before we get to
1: such horrors as Vernon Kay's
0: DIY Root Canal Kit or Kerry Catoan will design an aeroplane or something.
1: <laughs> this comes from Mitchit Digit. Midget Digit! On Midget t- Digit on Twitter. He says, uh, My random act of rational annoyance are radio presenters who keep repeating the same noise or sound effect on a feature and think it's funny. Ah! Kenzie says, uh, My random act of rational annoyance is mice. I don't know why.
0: Uh, well, they are irritating.
1: They are. I do like the ones down in London. Uh, they have those, um, like, underground mice on the underground. Oh yeah. yeah. And, you know they're a you know they're a breed. Are they? They're a, they're a label of mouse. Tube mice. They're tube mice, but you know that isn't a breed of mouse. Is it? Unless I'm unless I've swallowed an urban myth here. The size of the tube stations itself. A mouse. Yeah, it's a tube mouse. You don't get that mouse anywhere. Wow. If you put that mouse in a box took it to the top of the stairs, opened the box, it would die. Would it? Uh, this comes from Russ, who's down in London. He says, people who send somebody to grab a table in McDonald's while they queue for the order. This breaks the system and flow of how the fast food system is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. What's he on about somebody who... So you've got a family and they go, Reg, go and get a table. Who names their kids Reg? So Reg goes to get a table and that supposedly mucks the system how how does the what's the what is the system?
0: On the other hand, I mean, if they're going off to get tables and so on, aren't they clearing
1: the way and not clogging up the queues? Well, that's true. Because there's another one of mine: people who queue with multiple people in their party. Mm-hmm. So you might get, and this also happened at the same petrol station the other day. There was about thirty people in the queue. As it transpired, only ten of them were getting served. Right. It was like a family day out half the queue. Dave Valentine says, "Anyone who asks for a retweet." Every now and again, you do, somebody does say, uh, my nan died at the weekend. Can you can I have a retweet?
0: It's well, a weird one, isn't what, it? What,
1: what do you want me to do with that information? Yeah. Well, you want to retweet the fact your nan has died. Maybe it's so we can
0: stand up at the funeral and say, I'm, I'm sorry, Grandma has died, but uh, she had
1: seven retweets and a wonderful life. Social networking is brilliant, but it does, of course, carry with it one or two, shall we say, dodgepots. There are, the, there's the odd suspicious character... There is the odd dubious merchant. There is the odd fellow of, shall we say, a questionable mentality. Mm -hmm. One has to wonder what some people do. Some of the tweets that we get—they're just, I mean, just weird and odd. And some people think nothing. Uh, You know, I've read some of the, the, um, like the abusive ones Mm -hmm. that that some celebs. I mean, we get the odd one, but if you're Jordan or somebody like that. And you, but believe me, it's a pretty grisly afternoon yeah. looking at some of the tweets that are sent to Jordan. Because it's just, it's just horrible. Paddy Frail. It's an old one, but people who don't flash or wave when you give way to them. These people are worse than terrorists. Just for a little bit of measure on that tweet, I don't think they're worse than terrorists. Because I can't imagine the IRA, the official... Statement from the IRA is you know, We tried the hotels We tried the shopping In the end we just stopped Acknowledging people at roundabouts <laughs> I don't think That was probably ever going to Solve the peace process uh, They everybody A random of Rational annoyance Best way to drop those over to us Is via Twitter Which is At Ian Collins UK This show Frankly gets busier As it goes along
0: Doesn't it Ian Collins Wants a word Don't let winter stop you in your tracks. The Mitsubishi ASX comes with active stability and traction control, on-demand four-wheel drive, hill start assist, and Mitsubishi's legendary reliability. For more information, search for Mitsubishi cars. Be safe, not sorry, this winter. Sideshow Kevs, Showbiz Shoebox.
1: And there it is, everybody. Just like the lady says, it is... Uh, Sideshow Kev's Showbiz Shoebox of Shattery or something. What the hell is this? I don't know. How did this feature get in? Sideshow Kev's Showbiz Shoebox. Yep. It is a weekly look at the showbiz flop we find in a shoebox under the bed. I'm pretty sure when we first had the meeting about this podcast, and we sat down with everybody, this feature was never, ever mentioned. It's contractual. All right. What, what's in the shoebox this week, the, This
0: week, Showbiz Contract Riders. Okay. It's a look into the contract demands of the stars. You know when a star is on tour or whatever else, they will say, I want this or I'm not coming.
1: Anybody at this point who's thinking of falling asleep, now's a good time. Just do that forward thing for two minutes.
0: Andre, give me some showbiz contract writer music! (laughs) So, number one, here are the things demanded, and you'll hear the celebrities, and you just have to tell me which celebrity. It's easy, okay? especially for a man of your intellect.
1: Yeah. Whatever.
0: White Flowers... (laughs) White furniture, white curtains, and Cuban food. Who wanted that? A. Jennifer Lopez. Go on. B. The late Michael Jackson. Or yeah. C. Richard Digens. I
1: would say that's got Lopez written all over it. You think so? Yeah. Let's find out.
0: Oh, look, it's the correct answer. Oh, yes. Love that bell. Haribo brand gummy bears and a bald-headed toothless hooker. Who wants that? A. Terry Wogan. B. Marilyn Manson. Or C, Dave Grohl. I would go for Wogan. Well, I know
1: that Wogan is partial, of course, <laughs> to the um, gummy, gummy bears, bears, but I would say it's got to be it's got to be Manson based that one.
0: Ah, oh, it's the correct answer yeah, again. Yes, yeah. I like the fact you you genuinely buoyed when you get things right. I love it. A smartly dressed driver, a room with three separate electrical outlets, yeah. blueberry candles, and on-demand boiled eggs. Who wants that palava? Is it Lord. A. Ridian? B, Rihanna, or C, Reese myers comma, Jonathan.
1: Right. I'm going for Rihanna.
0: It's the correct answer. Thank you very much. See, you're doing well. I think How you've got yeah. so far.
1: Job of Heat magazine,
0: Now, contract riders specify what you want, okay. and often what you don't want. Yes. So, here's a statement. Will you just tell me who doesn't want this? No fish ice. So is that fish ice or eyes? Fish ice. Okay. A, Christopher Eccleston, B, David Tennant, or C, Matt Smith. Well, firstly, what is fish ice? I don't know. But if you're get, if you a concert promoter, yep. and you're sorting all this out, if it says no fish okay. ice, you're going to say, I'm not going to put any fishy ice on display here.
1: I think you said David Tennant, Christopher Eccleston, or Matt Smith. Of yeah. those three, two of them are great actors. And I would <laughs> say, of the two, I would suggest that the answer is probably David Tennant. The answer is...
0: D, Janet Jackson. And finally, rose petals in the toilet bowl, as well as peach-coloured toilet paper to match the artist's complexion. Oh, yeah. Now, who wanted that? Barry Manilow. A, Sir Elton John, yeah. B, Barbara Streisand, or C, that twat from the Wonga adverts.
1: <laughs> I'm going Streisand every time. Look at that.
0: Five out Get of five, in five there. Collins.
1: Get in there. Have you got another one of these next week? Well, I'm going to have to talk to my agent. It's Sideshow Kev's. Showbiz shoebox. Don't be put off by what you've just heard. Don't think that this pod can't Come get on. any better, because believe me it can. Right, outside now. Alright, there Hit that button. Voicemail Roulette. Please leave a message. So here it is, voicemail roulette, 07789-183262. We take if you are lucky enough to be selected, we take a handful and we lob them on air. Onto the podcast on a weekly basis and see what people have got to say. Can hey, I just ask you that you number can. you just read out? Is that a premium rate number? Well, like double seven eight nine eighteen thirty two sixty two. No, it's not. It is. It's just a normal. It's a normal number that's oh, been good. for those who don't know. It's a normal phone bought down the supermarket, which Kev has plugged in spectacularly to a five hundred year old answer machine. Pretty much. Good work. Uh, you're going to press the button, Kev. I will. Here here's we go. here's the first one. Hi, Ian. It's Lisa calling from Essex. I just wondered if you could tell me what your favourite film was. Um, I guess mine would probably have to be Dumbo or The Little Mermaid. I I just love Disney cartoons. I think they're great. Um, I'm loving the podcast. I think it's the best thing on iTunes ever. Well done. Uh, Well, thank you, Lisa, in Essex. Mm -hmm. It it is a good question. I've never seen The Little Mermaid. Have you seen The Little Mermaid? Uh, No. Uh, The film I've seen more than any other is Midnight Express. Kev, favourite film? The Incredible Two-Headed Transplant, which
0: starred Casey Kasem.
1: Google it. Uh, I will not only Google it, I will order it. You you must. Uh, Let's have another voicemail.
0: Hey, Ian, how's it going? It's Christopher Heisler calling from Equinox Gym in Tribeca, New York. Us New Yorkers love your show. Quick question for you. We wanted to know, what is your opinion of Howard Stern? Have a good one, mate.
1: Cheers. Well, thank you. That's Chris in New York. Chris, Chris New York. in New York. You see, that's the thing. I'm getting, you know, emails from all over the globe on this. It's incredible. Collins goes global. Yeah. Uh, Howard Stern. Well, you can't. The Howard Stern story is, is utterly fascinating. But I think there's, there's more than kind of one Howard Stern. Really. There's, there's many evolutions of Howard Stern. Hmm. But because of their right to free speech, of course, they could actually use it. So, so he could say something. I mean, he did loads and loads of offensive stuff, and then somebody would write in and complain, and they would complain, and he would just simply plead his his right to freedom of speech, and that's kind of changed a little bit. And eventually, of course, they kicked him off radio and lobbed him on satellite. And he made even more billions. So there you go. Uh, here's another.
0: Oh hi guys, uh, it's, uh, it's Mike here. Uh, Mike Hansen. Yeah, you remember me, of course you do. And that's uh...
2: Episode 2 has popped into my iTunes, and I'm looking forward to it and i was thinking, wow, well, maybe this will be the one where they uh, where they get me to come in and I go, Of course they didn't, because you haven't called me to come in yet Bozo's!
0: So who is this bloke? I don't know, I'm going to call the police Every week? Uh, here's another one Hi there Ian, it's Andy Wallace here Just wanted to prove that there's more
2: funny Scotsman than Dale Strain So I've got a wee joke for you What's E.T. short for? He's got wee legs You're all wee Bye
1: No, thank you, Andy. I like the the E.T. gag. E.T. gag. The E.T. gag will do for us. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, We've got time for... Can we... No? Yes, all right, we can. Let's lob one more in. All right, here we go. Hello, Ian. Have Fantastic podcast. Um, Possible suggestion for a future guest. How about getting Mrs. Mad on the show? (laughs) The Mrs. Mad suggestion. Ooh. Mrs. Mad was... She was. I, d- I never know what happened to her. She just used to ring up and rant. I think she was pissed, to be honest. Yeah. I think she was monumentally k That's all I can think, is that she would ring with and have these incredible rants. <laughs> they didn't really mean anything. And she would repeat herself and just speak in a kind of an odd, drunken tongue. <laughs> but it was very funny. And then, yeah, I don't know what happened. She probably drank herself to death, is my guess. Yeah. If you want to leave us a voicemail, for voicemail oh, roulette. On that happy note. On that happy note. 77 18 62. Don't forget, still to come on this happy podcast of ours here, on Ian Collins' Wants a Word. We have Ian Lee. Ian really? Lee! Like, Ian Lee is coming up. He's coming in the studio as so well. Can't wait for that.
0: Ian Collins wants a word.
1: Now, every week, writer and comedian Del Strain has been giving us his views on a variety of subjects and issues in his somewhat own idiosyncratic style. So here's another outing of The Thoughts. Of Dell. London calling. This is London calling. Hello,
0: Samuel Johnson said, "When a man is tired of London, he's tired of life." Or maybe he's tried to use Boris's bike scheme. No relation to Samuel, by the way. But then, getting known in the new world order could be Boris's bike scheme. Cost a hundred million to set up, fifteen million a year to run, and in nine months he has made two million back. They obviously don't do business modules or basic maths at Billenden. I understand now why his banker chums from school messed up at the Royal Bank of Scotland. But remember,
1: children, it's not the creation of wealth that's wrong. It's the love of money for its own sake. Hmm. (laughs) That, everybody, was comedian Del Strain. And a swift Google search will let you know exactly where you can see Del performing live at a selection of UK comedy venues.
0: Ian Collins wants a word. Yay!
1: Your name is
2: Ian Lee. Hang on, let's try um, this. Is it Ghostbusters 2? I don't really listen to music radio, but I've always listened to speech radio. I think I know what makes it good, what makes it interesting, what people like from it, and what gets people angry when they're listening to it. Ah, oh, it's minging. Have a sniffer. No. Have a sniffer. No. Just sniff it. No. Why not? No! Have a sniffer. <laughs> this no. I am an inspiration to young people, and they will look at me and go, if that idiot can get into radio, then so can I. Ian yeah, Lee, what do you think of Sean um, <laughs>
1: Yeah. And here he is, everybody. It's Mr. Ian <laughs> yeah. Lee. I'm, I'm
2: genuinely uh, a little bit nervous. Stop it! No, I am because I used to listen to you when I was twelve. So I Can't, don't don't start that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a huge fan, and uh, you know, you are one of the people, along with Boyd and Bull and Baker, that got me into doing this rubbish. Well, and likewise. Yeah. Well, get out of here. I'm, I'm telling you. We were saying this, you. now I I have phoned you when you used to do a radio show
1: somewhere else. I've phoned you a couple of times. Now what I, what when do you remember me phoning you? Now, I remember, was this when you were living with Mackenzie Crook? Yeah. Because he used to phone as Mr. Cheese, didn't he? He
2: phoned as Charlie Cheese. Charlie you know, Cheese.
1: Yeah. And I remember that, but I didn't know it was Mackenzie for it was, ages.
2: It was Mackenzie. I phoned up to complain about saying That's I'd right, seen Charlie yeah, Cheese. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just remember this now you said this. <laughs> uh, saying it was, it was offensive and racist. And he phoned up and was like, well, it wasn't. But I also phoned you up and I've got it online somewhere. No. It's, it was, uh, this was years ago. A guy phoned up and he'd auditioned for Stars in Their Eyes as Ronan Keating... And he hadn't got through. And he's like, oh, I never got through, in. I don't understand it. I don't know why. That's right. And you said, well, I'll tell you what. What we'll do is after the news, come back after the news, and we'll do an audition and you can be Ronan Keating. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I thought, this is wonderful. So I phoned up and said, oh, I auditioned as Ronan Keating. And I got through. And so it was like fifteen minutes of me and this guy singing. I didn't know that was you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To this moment, really? Oh, it's wonderful. That's my favourite things. And it just went on and on and on. And in the end, I just said to the guy, "You, you went quiet." And I just said to the guy, "Right, I think you should go now. You're boring everybody." (laughs) Oh really?
1: Yeah, I think you're boring.
2: Goodbye. Bye-bye. And he just went. It was wonderful. It's one of my favourite things I've ever done. It was a joy. Well, listen, we've got loads yes, of sorry. questions.
1: Um, let's let's <clears throat> just get this one out of the way. Kenny on Twitter and about 5,000 other people. Ian Lee, <laughs> why did you leave Absolute Radio? I left
2: where? What? Why? No. Have I? Well, why did I leave? Uh, it, I, I didn't do anything bad, if that's what you're wondering. No. People are wondering, oh, you've got the... I didn't get the sack. Contracts, it came to an end. I was there four years. That's long enough, isn't it? That's a long time. Isn't it? Four years. You have
1: got quite a reputation, though. I mean, quite a reputation for pushing it. Yeah. You push the boundaries. Because somebody asked here, I've got it oh. here somewhere. It says how many uh, Julie forty-five on Twitter says how many times have you been reported to Ofcom?
2: But you know what it's like with Ofcom.
1: That oh. it doesn't mean you've done
2: anything. It, just no, it means doesn't. someone's doesn't someone doesn't. Someone's like filled you. in a form. It's exactly I, I, the, the more pertinent question is how many times have Ofcom held up a complaint? And I don't think they ever have held up a complaint. No, I've never
1: had one upheld. I've libelled two people <laughs> badly. Uh, Money exchanged hands so you're not on absolute, but no. you've been on you've done lbc lbc xfm xfm six music six music radio four a little bit I was on radio four i
2: heard I heard you talking to um with grace you were talking to I think about radio on the moral 4. I was on
1: the moral maze
2: <laughs> and they they build you as a reporter for the sun or something
1: they went to my website yeah and they obviously saw um like reviews or quotes where somebody had written something yeah. about me in different places mm. and some Sloppy ass in the research department. Yeah, obviously looked at that, and then Michael Burke introduced me as this is Ian Collins, who's written for the Sun, the Mirror, and OK Magazine. You say sorry? Well, no, because you know when you know it's not the right time. Yeah, it just wasn't the right time to go. Actually, could you just change that? The show is it's only an hour long, and you're on for eight minutes, and. It would have just screwed Jeez. it up, so I had to let it slide.
2: Wow! So that your moral dilemma and you, the moral maze was that you were lying about your credentials. Yes, you're a
1: fraud, <laughs> Collins. And that, well, the thing. What? It was about tab because it was about tabloid journalism. <laughs> and then I'm getting questioned by like Tony Blair's former spin doctor, yeah. uh, Matthew Taylor, who who says things to me. You know, well, you're one of the gutter press. You're one of these tabloid. But how did this happen? And did you have to pre- then pretend that you were one? Of no, the I did. Press? I did say, well, I I've, I've, I don't write for those. Okay, right but I still didn't really qualify it compared yeah. to the Michael Burke intro.
2: It is. I do like that lazy kind of research where someone's gone to Wikipedia. That's and, right. Uh, on, on, on my Wikipedia page, it says I'm a, in a Kiss tribute band. I'm not. I got up on stage with a Kiss tribute band once and sang a song. And it says you are. But I'm now officially a member.
1: Emma Granger in Edinburgh on Twitter. Did you ever do actual stand-up comedy? If so, will you be doing any more? Now, do you know what? You see, I don't know the answer to this. Do not? Because lots of people introduce you. I saw you on... I can't remember what it was. Yeah, by the way, how did you get that I'm a Celebrity g- You've got flown to Australia. I got flown to Australia, business
2: class. Yeah. Singapore Airlines. And they paid me a lot of money. But I was there for three and a half days. And then you come back. I got that. They asked me to do I'm a Celebrity proper. They asked me to go in the jungle. Did they? Yeah. And I said, no. Why? <sighs> for several reasons that i'm not prepared to go into here but i i just didn't feel it was the right time yeah and then i left absolute three weeks later but uh, i didn't think it was the right time i i it was nice to be it was very nice to be asked very nice to be asked and i would never say never i don't it's,
1: i think being on that show is kind of like it's like it's like a weird law of physics mm. that if you don't go at exactly the right time yeah. in your career yeah you could be stuffed forever yes in a bad way. So some people who've got nothing to lose, like Lauren Booth, mm. uh, she did it, and because she's at the time was sort of um, not really that well known, mm. still isn't that well known by most people. She's a writer, and somehow got asked to do it. Yeah. She said it was the best thing she'd ever done. She had yeah. nothing to lose by doing it. Yeah. But then other people go on, and they've got quite a lot to lose. Mm. Do you remember Darren Day on there?
2: I didn't see Darren Day on there, but he's, his career fascinates
1: me. Well, it does fascinate me. Really he was on there with... Him. You know, Darren Day recorded my first ever radio jingles. Really? We put an an as advert. Cliff Richard? <laughs> as Cliff Richard. Did he? No, we put an advert uh, in the Stage magazine, Yeah. and this guy wrote me a letter saying, Hi, my name is Darren, and I've just started doing little bits on oh, television, obviously. but I've just signed up with a big agent, and they're Philip Schofield's agents, and all the rest of it, Peter Powell and yeah, yeah. Russ and all that. He said, um, Would you be interested in me doing some voices for you? I'm, I'm an impressionist. And we invited him in, and he was quite good, yeah. It wasn't bad. Yeah. And then he did that I'm a celebrity thing. Um, and he was on with Nigel Ben. Right, okay. Because Nigel Ben's a tough boxer. Yeah. Darren Day. It's, Darren Day's one of those guys. It doesn't matter how, if he shaves his head, wears denim, doesn't matter. He still looks like he's in a boy band.
2: Yes, he does. Yeah. And he's
1: tried everything to yeah. get rid of that image and try to look and hard. And he
2: should have gone with that image because he was on the verge of becoming the biggest star in the UK. And yeah, then he blew he it did, by he being did naughty. West End stuff, yeah. didn't he? And he was a bit naughty. Uh, but, I, I, yeah, I like Darren Days and nice. I wonder where he is now. Uh, have I ever done stand-up? Yes, I did do stand-up. I was never very good at it. I did a few shows in Edinburgh. We were talking about Mackenzie Crook, who I used to live with. I did a few shows uh, with him and Mitch Ben and a couple of other people. As soon as I got the 11 o'clock show, I stopped doing stand-up because right. I was—I didn't really enjoy it. And I have I've sort of started, I, I kind of do it every now and then, but yeah. I'm not really a stand-up. I just go and dick around for a bit. And
1: but that's all right, isn't
2: it? It is all right. I do a monthly variety night, and I host that. I compare that, so I kind of mess around and do stuff there. But it's not stand up. I don't go. And...
1: What happens on those things?
2: We have. Uh, it's good, man. It's good. It's like a proper variety night because I'm bored of those those nights. You, you know, it's like in London. There are everywhere. There's a stand up comedy club, g- comedy club, uh, and they have fifteen stand ups. And I got bored of that. So what it is, we have two. Three stand-ups at the most, but generally two. This month, I mean, this—I don't know when this is going out, but we've got a magician, we've got a contortionist, we've got a belly dancer, we've got a band, we have got Trevor Locke, the comedian, yeah. a, a couple of other comedians. We've got a short short films that we show, so it's a mix of
1: everything. It's good. It's good fun. This comes from yes, celebrity question from Keith Lemon. Oh, <laughs> yes. How much celebrity juice have you got, Ian Lee? <laughs> Where are you in the celebrity alphabet?
2: Keith Lemon is, uh, we, we interviewed him on um, Absolute and we had to pre-record it because it was, and I'm so glad we did, it was the most offensive, was it? libelous. I'm not answering your questions, Lemon, you
1: sicko. <laughs> Mr. D'Souza on Facebook. Uh, who is your best famous friend? My most famous friend is Steve Gutenberg. Stop it. Yeah, seriously. No, 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 that's honey. not true.
2: I swear to God, it's, I've Ch- got his phone Ch- number in was, my phone.
1: Was this after he was in Pantomime in Bromley? This is when he
2: came, to, he came to, to, to England to do the Pantomime. And I'd watched a few months before, me and a friend had watched all seven Police Academy movies in yeah. one day. And he came in and I was a bit obsessed. And at the end of the interview, he said, oh, that was a really great interview, Ian. Listen, I've I just got into London today. Do you fancy going out for dinner one night? And you know people say this after interviews. I was like, yeah, okay, Steve, look, here's my phone number. He gave me a phone number, and I thought, we'll never hear any more. I texted him that night, just saying, all right, Steve, nice to meet you. If you want to go out for dinner, give us a call. The next day, I got a text saying, do you fancy meeting tonight for dinner? (sighs) No. You're joking. Gutenberg. So I said to my wife, I said, we're going to go meet Steve Gutenberg. I don't know who that is. It's Mahoney from Police Academy. No idea. (laughs) I, I had to drag her along. She wasn't that impressed. And we were going to meet in a Japanese restaurant, and we sat there, and we got there quite early. And she's going, I really don't want to be here for that. Ian, don't look now, but the man from Three Men and a
1: Baby has just come in. I went, that's him! That's who we're meeting! <laughs> Fantastic. She couldn't yeah. believe it. Mike Oatley on Twitter. Do you think podcasting is the future? Is podcasting the
2: future? If there's a way of monetizing it, then yes, it is. That's mm. the thing. It's great, and I'm going to start doing a podcast soon. I've been talking about it for ages, and i finally got the kit, and I'm going to, I've got a format. And it's great having the freedom. I'm sure you're finding having the freedom to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it. So that aspect of it is fantastic. But
1: surely it's got to be some because if you if you think radio now and and how we how we um, digest or how we listen to radio, yeah. which is very different to how it used to be, we we pick and choose yeah. in different ways. You can you know listen back at a different time of day. You record stuff. You listen to the pod version of. So we all sort of have our own made up fantasy radio station, exactly. really. Vince the Red says, uh, who are these people? You've made these people up. I no I, pr- I swear I haven't. You never seem very political on air, on air Ian, but my guess is that you would be a Tory. I am
2: I am quite right-wing. I think we should send them all back. Um, no, not at all oh, the Tories back. But... The Tories. Why would why would he think that?
1: I don't know. I don't it's I've been called everything. <laughs> I I uh <laughs> I, I, I'm always getting called a Tory, and the reason I am is because I'm always having a pop at people like Miliband and Brown, oh, yeah. and people think because you have a go at the left, therefore you must be from the right. Yeah. but it might be that you haven't got one affiliation. Yes, that you actually think there's better, a better way somewhere out there to, yeah. to do politics than this Westminster yeah. lark. Uh, but I get it all the time. I get accused of it. it's
2: interesting, isn't it? People are. It's interesting you think so. I'm not going to say which way uh, it hangs, to be honest, because I'm, I'm going to keep that to myself. But. It's funny how you think you... It's funny how what people think of you, isn't it, on the radio? They think yep. they know you more than if you're on TV. That's very true. And they, you must have had the emails when you were at TalkSport from people who thought that you were their friends, yeah. proper friends, and you were talking just to them. Yeah. I used to have a woman who thought I was giving her... I would kind of talk to her on the radio, and she would um, email, and I'd reply to the emails. But then she said an email about... Which kind of made me think, actually, you're bonkers. And it was about how I'd said something just... After she'd thought it, and that means we must have a connection because yeah. I talked about smoking, and she was smoking a cigarette, and I was sending her a coded message. I thought, yeah, I've had the coded oh, right. message the, one. The coded message one, which, which culminated
1: exists. in in this, yeah, it does exist. That mm. that is a phenomenon, and this woman said to me. She banged on for pages and pages about what I'd done and how I'd been responsible for certain things in her life. And then she said, and then the final indignation you called the police the other day and got them to spy on me. And, oh. and there was all this business about how I'd called her sister. Yeah. And secretly, you know, I knew somebody in the government and the government department were parts at the end of her mm. road and they were part there purely so they can catch her out. And on the most opportune moment, they were going to grab her and put her in the back of a truck, never Jeez. to be seen again. And I had orchestrated all of this through my radio Bastard. program. I'd done it, like, kind of... um... The thing with doing the kind of show we did in the...
2: uh, I mean, yours was kind of more news-based than mine, but it was was still not, you know, the other aspects. That looseness to it. The looseness to it. uh, And doing a late-night phone-in is... It's going to attract and I mean this with the greatest respect, mentally ill people, people who have actually got serious issues, you know. There's, there's the bonkers people who are fun, but people who are actually not very, very well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And there were a few times...
1: We've talked about this before, but there, there was... You were doing Absolute, I was doing Talk Sport, Clive Ball was doing LBC, yeah, doing it, yeah. and none of those shows are there anymore. No,
2: no. Late Night Radio is kind of... And no disrespect to the people that are doing it. Through the light on Talk Sport, I think Matt Ford is a genius. I don't know if you've heard him. I think he's yeah, wonderful. No, Matt, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that kind of 10 till 1 slot...
1: Your show on absolutely is now music. My yeah. show on Talk Sports. is now sport. Yeah. What I was going to say on the back of that, when, when Talk Radio started in 1995... <laughs> yes. I remember somebody saying, you know, if you stand in uh, on the corner of... If you stand in the capital yeah. of the country in London, you can only hear one national and one local talk station. But if you go to 42nd Street in New York, New York you can hear, like, 100 yeah. of these things. But don't worry, in 10 years' time... There'll be a hundred here yep, as yep. well, and in fact, it's gone backwards. Yep. We we now have less than we started. They're with. all
2: owned by one person, pretty much, two two or three people owning everybody. the, the, the local stations that kind of all... You know, it's heart everywhere. It's heart is is all around the country, which is... Heart is great, fantastic, well done. But it means all of the small stations that aren't BBC have kind of gone, which is a shame, because I love... I used to love driving around the country to gigs and stuff, going, right, let's find a a local radio station now. And some were crap, and some were brilliant. But they all
1: had their own ID smacked over them, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's 210 FM.
2: I do like radio. I've got one of these internet radios now, but now there's too much... There is too much choice. I don't need... 10,000 stations. I've got no idea. I
1: know. You only know. end up listening to one or two. Yeah. But just in terms of pure talk format... Yes. There's nothing. Nothing. No.
2: No. Not at all. I can't believe I'm in the same studio as you. I've been a huge fan for years. We've met twice... We 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 have kind of mutual friends. We've met twice briefly. Yes. Uh, at social events. But I'm I'm on your I'm genuinely We've honest. spoken
1: on the phone. We have spoken. You on rang that. me live one night.
2: <laughs> yeah, I did. Did not I? Yes. That was you took that in the spirit it was intended. That was well brilliant.
1: Done. It was brilliant. I've been out to
2: with Clive Bull. With Clive Bull. Man alive. I love Clive.
1: He's a top man. He's got to get back soon.
2: Hasn't he? I not he will do. I saw him recently and he's he's kind of he's almost ready to yeah. get back. At, he's chomping at the bit to do it again. So he Good. will. Good. Uh, Okay, Ian Lee, are you ready to be
1: a bit judgmental? Yes. All right.
2: (laughs) Very. (laughs) My favourite thing. Do it.
1: Okay, it's called the Court of Collins. It's your chance to prosecute or even defend, forgive... Or forget a misdemeanour. These are the moments sent in from our global listener base of several million where people are happy to admit to a crime. Not a terrible crime, not murder or arson, but a minor moment of miscreant-based madness. You know the kind of thing where you lost your moral compass. You strayed, albeit momentarily, off the track. But will our guests find it within them to find them guilty or not guilty? Guilty. Straight away. Judging from what your listeners, yes, they're probably guilty.
0: Thanks for coming, Ian.
2: Bye-bye.
1: Okay, here we go, then. Are you ready for this, Ian Lee? I'm, I'm
2: ready, Ian Collins.
1: Are you ready, Sideshow Kev?
2: I'm ready, Your Honour.
1: This is from your Kelly Honor, sorry, yes. in Wolverhampton, and I think it's a, a male Kelly, who says, I accused a disabled man of breaking a computer in PC world, despite the fact that the real perpetrator was me. I was... <laughs> I was browsing laptops and happened to pick one up to feel the weight of it, as you do. Without any prior notice, this thing slid clean out of my hand and hit the floor with a healthy thud. The lid snapped clean off, the screen looked as if it had been whacked with a hammer, and additionally, the security leak came off as it fell, letting off a very loud alarm. Now, there were only two of us in the area, myself and a guy in a wheelchair, who clearly couldn't speak. He was, however, able to move himself around with a remote control that he operated with his mouth. He clearly noticed what had happened, but appeared not to react. Just as I spotted a staff member walking towards us, I immediately left the mini-crime scene in order to meet the staff member halfway. As we virtually bumped into each other, I very subtly pointed to the man in the wheelchair, and gave the manager that kind of look which clearly said, Bless him. He couldn't help it. I then left the store, got in my car and went home. Please understand, I knew that the guy in the wheelchair would not be blamed for long or have to fork out any money. No doubt he'd be able to somehow communicate with them and tell them exactly what had happened. In any case, CCTV would have given them the answer. My problem was that I simply could not afford to pay for any damage. I was completely broke at the time and window shopping was about as good as it got. I needed an instant way out before the store realised that I was the perpetrator and handed me a bill for a thousand quid. But am I guilty or not guilty?
2: I don't think that PC World and computer shops have the same policy that those pound shops do, where if you break it, you pay for it. <laughs> I think it's more like Tesco. If in Tesco you drop, a, drop a, a bottle of onions, they come and clean it up
1: and... They don't pay for, for it. So I think that he's, he's come at this from the wrong way. I think he would have just gone... Oops, sorry. Would they have let a, comp- a thousand pound com- computer slide? I would have thought so. Would they?
2: they they got loads of them there.
1: <laughs> they sell them, for God's sake. <laughs> they got more out back in boxes.
2: It's their fault for having them on display. He's very, very naughty, isn't it? It's very naughty. <laughs> it's a very naughty thing.
1: But, but what he do? you know. I kind of see where he's coming from. that. Oh, yeah, because, no, seriously. He's thinking, God, what, I'm I'm broke, I've got no money, I've got to feed my kids. These disabled people get off too lightly, I think, these <laughs> days. I think they do. You think that's I, what I, it I is? I think
2: it's right that, the, that they should be blamed for more things. They're, they're probably up to all sorts anyway. I wouldn't be, be a- surprised that fella had broken something earlier in the day anyway.
1: Are you talking about sort of positive blaming, in a way, yes, to get exactly. the blaming it's, it's, quota equal?
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, oh, we should be, that, it, it, if they want equal rights, then they should be blamed...
1: <laughs> for things to... they haven't done. That makes me very uncomfortable. Kevin, you, are you happy with that?
2: Your
0: Honour. <laughs> sorry, I forgot where we are. <laughs> yes, I do apologize. Please. please. Talk talking to him like he's your mate or something. <laughs> sorry. Come on. I, this case just really upsets me. I'm going to say, obviously, guilty, and it was a horrible thing to do, but I'm so upset, I'm just... I'm going to withdraw, if that's all right.
1: All right, you can withdraw. So is Kelly guilty or not guilty of being a badden? That's really the question. Oh, 100% guilty. Well, even though Kelly was only thinking, what do I do? If I get a bill for this, my children don't eat. Disgusting. Oh, shameful, Kelly. Shame on you. Guilty. Go and do some community service with, yeah. with a wheelchair. Yeah, right. steal a loaf of bread or something. No, go breaking computers. All right. Uh, there we are. Well, that's it. Uh, so I'm going to go with that as well. Guilty all around.
2: And what happens now, Your Honour? We go around and we shove Pooh through his letterbox. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. guest.
1: our word. guest of the week has to do that. Yes. Ian Lee gets the job. Well, That's listen, fantastic. Ian, uh, thank you for coming in with us.
0: Although, can I plug something of Ian's? as he's not going to do yes. it. Can I plug his excellent column in the Outstanding Retro Gamer <laughs> magazine? Which he never talks
2: about, and he, he really it. should. Oh, do you? Absolutely Thank you. You're very kind. Thank, thank When's you. that, how often is that out? Once a month or something? Yeah. I, I don't know. Can I, can I do a proper plug? Please. Danny Wallace, one of your chums, is coming to a, a thing that I, I do, a thing called Clip Joint. Uh, where we show clips of things. It's at the Prince Charles Cinema, February the 19th. If this is going out after that, you'll cut this out, and that's fine. But Danny Wallace will
1: be a special guest. Fantastic. Good work. Look forward to it. Ian Lee, thank you, you, sir.
2: Oh, it's been a pleasure. Ian Lee! Ian Lee! Wow, it sounds like there are so many people, but it's just you two clapping. How do you do that?
1: (laughs) Magic. Credit Stream. And that, everybody, is what you call the end of episode three. Thank you to you for downloading. Thanks to all of our guests. All can be followed on Twitter, as can we... At Ian Collins UK. The in show feature and sponsor music is by Kevin McLeod. You can find Kevin at incompetech.com. The show's technical operator is Andre Porch. The program edited by Manny Kendall. Our researcher was Lucy Pilkington. The head of non contentious litigation was Sandy Gall. And the catering was provided by Abdul's Coffee Shack. And your Bear Grills like task this week is to tell everybody in your address book about this podcast. You get a place on the honours list for those who do that. I'm Ian Collins, and we're back next week. With top comedian Mr. John Maloney is in with us. Goodbye. A Big Things Media Production. <laughs> Big Things! Ian Collins wants a word.
0: Powered by the Mitsubishi ASX. Don't let the snowfall bring you down.
1: So, my Steve, all of our, we've got a minute, you know, me and I've been eating a stop. See, no benefit. And I'm an essence, sir. Very good with my alphabet. Full of a little successive.